Hello and welcome to episode 185 of the Dan York Report. Earlier this week, I was in Tokyo, Japan for our ION Tokyo event, and I learned a lot about being a public speaker when you are having translation done on your presentation. Now, to explain, I was there, our ION event is part of what we do at the Internet Society and the team I'm on. We do these events three or four times a year where we go in and we talk about IPv6, DNS security, best current operational practices, Internet standards, etc. And we do that typically in conjunction with another event. And that was the case here. It was the, this is the Japan's Internet Week. It's going on all this week. And we were opening it up with our ION conference on Monday morning. Now, what was interesting was before the session, I sat down with the translators um, because they were doing, they had a translation service, a simultaneous translation service, because a couple of us were presenting in English, and so they could translate it for the Japanese attendees, and likewise, for the Japanese presenters, they were translating into English for the benefit of those of us who were coming and did not speak Japanese. But it was interesting to sit down with the translators because they had – I'd provided my slides in advance and they'd gone through them and then they had a series of questions and we also talked about what was I going to say, how to do it, and other pieces. The translators, the two, the two women who were the team that was translating my talk, had some interesting comments and thoughts that made me think a bit about what I do and how I do it. One was they said that they found the translation from English to Japanese to be one of the harder things they need to translate, in part because of the the sentence structure, which I was not fully aware of, which is that in Japanese, the verb is always at the very end of the sentence, whereas in English, typically the verb is often near the beginning. And so when you have an English sentence, you'll say, you know, Dan went to the store to go and buy, blah, 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 whatever else. But the verb is at the beginning. And then you go on and you say whatever you do. Well, for the Japanese translation, the translators have to hear the whole sentence and then be able to translate that in order to then put the verb at the end. So it was interesting to understand that and for them to say that sometimes it takes a little bit longer to say things in Japanese just because of the, well, I guess perhaps because of the way it's structured in general, but this verb at the end takes means the translation takes a bit more. And so they had asked me, of course, to speak slower, which I, I did try to do in general because all, even, um, even for people who can understand English, but English is not their native language, my normal rate of speaking in English can be faster, too fast. And I've tried to adjust this as I go and speak at uh, international places. But also they needed, um, the translator said, you know, they really were encouraging me to take a, a breath between slides, to, to wait, to go and do this um, to, so they could catch up. Now, it was also interesting because they went through the slides and they pointed out a number of places where, for instance, I had used acronyms without previously defining them. Um, another couple of places where I realized in talking through with them the flow could be improved. Now, I couldn't do it in this particular session, but when I spoke, for instance, I did explain what some of the acronyms were that I had thrown up there just because they're part of the, the language and lingo. For instance, a CA, a certificate authority, is just part of what we talk about in the world of TLS and DNS and things like this, but it's easy to th not remember that and, and to just put it in like CA, for instance. But when I delivered the presentation, I, I was cognizant of this, trying to keep my pace slow, trying to provide some 
breaths, some space in there. But it was also interesting. I was kind of self-consciously thinking about how I was presenting to realize that sometimes when I present in English, I pause at certain moments in the middle of a sentence, often for dramatic effect or for some kind of way to, to bring home a point. And there may be a time when I pause like that to do that. But if you have a situation where the translators need to hear the whole sentence before they can translate, those kind of dramatic pauses, etc., don't work. As uh, colleagues of mine said when we were chatting about this on Facebook a bit, they said that they often think about speaking very short and simple sentences because, again, it goes back to that translation piece around that. A, a colleague of mine had a brilliant idea, which I unfortunately didn't read until it was done, but he will wear the headset while he's speaking and with the translation uh, down very low so that he can hear when the translators have paused. So he would listen to, for instance, in this case, the Japanese, and he would have that on very low so that while when he was pausing for a moment, he could hear when the translator stopped speaking. Brilliant idea. I didn't do it, but it was a, I thought it was a good one. I could see that working in some ways. Anyway, those were just some thoughts. It was, it was interesting. I th- think the presentation went well. I had some good comments from people later and uh, some good commentary around that. I did also record all of the translation so that we can be able to run the presentations that we have, be able to put those out um, in, uh, in English. So we'll be able to do that because the presentations were made in Japanese. Anyway, but that was my, the, the challenges I experienced of speaking slower and speaking for translation. The slow part was also challenging. Most people who've watched me know that I tend to have a dynamic, energetic style which is often fast-paced and often fast-speaking. And so I do know for international audiences, I have to slow that down. And I tried. Not always succeeded, but I tried. But it is uh, certainly interesting lessons to learn in global communication. That's all for now. If you've had tips or tricks or things you've found in presenting internationally or to translators, love to hear them. You could leave them here at soundcloud.com slash danyork or any of the social networks where this is posted. And more of my audio and writing can be found from links off of danyork.me. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.